Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feed and Focus for Remote Work and Digital Nomads podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition and other lifestyle tools to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Um, guys, about doing your best, I just got uh, from a call. Uh, with a friend who's been giving me a very practical business um, advice, like the steps to take to take my coaching practice to the next level by signing up more clients to help and to, uh, again, grow my practice to help even more people. Um, and business skills this is not something I'm really good at. Not at all. In my uh, life, my parents were not entrepreneurs. They were employed for their entire life, right? I couldn't learn from them. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up uh, in my circle who were or are entrepreneurs. And so um, in our culture, you know, Russian culture, entrepreneurship wasn't always the thing, you know, you would necessarily do or a lot of people were encouraged to do. And so I grew up not having the skills. And all of the skills are still very unnatural to me. These are the skills that I'm like worst at. If there is one thing I'm really not good at, it's like those business skills and marketing and sales. It, I love helping people, you know, education, creation of content and writing and speaking, all of that. Like I love doing that. I'm naturally quite good at it and I'm working on that by like just naturally, you know, I always pick up a book or a course or something to work on that. But business skills, not my thing. But I know that this is the area where I need to work on to grow and to expand and to deliver more work to more people, to do more of what I'm really good at and what I'm very passionate about, right? And I'm going to work on that, however uncomfortable, um, however unnatural those habits and skill first to me, right? And being a coach, I know one thing that what feels uncomfortable doesn't mean that we are not good at it. We can't get good at it. It just means that those circuits in our brain are not built. And that's why it feels so uncomfortable to take actions on them because we don't have this solid road of neurons and connections between neurons that make habits feel automatic, feel easy, feel simple. So whenever it is, guys, you are not good at, whatever feels uncomfortable, sometimes even like discomforting and sometimes even painful for some reason. Um, if there is that thing that feels that way, but you know you need to work on that, understand one thing, that it, the only reason why it feels so bad is because you haven't built the neural connections in your brain by repeatedly taking action in this area. Once you start repeatedly taking actions there, your brain will start building those connections, those physical, literal connections in your nervous system in your brain, connections between your neurons, uh, neurons it's going to solidify them with myelin. There is this, this tissue that um, kind of insulates the connections between neurons to make the this pathway more solid. So it is easier to uh, send electrical signals along this path, right? With repetition, that's what your brain does. That's what you build. And that's when those new habits are going to feel like second nature, going to become automatic behavior. And the takeaway from this is what feels uncomfortable. The only 
reason why it feels uncomfortable is because you don't have those connections built and this is not the pathway that your brain um, is used to using, so to speak, to make nuance communicate. It just means you need to build a road between your neurons in your brain to make it feel comfortable, to make you better, more efficient at it. What it means is any skill that feels uncomfortable through repetition, through the right kind of action, you can build. And that is very empowering, guys, because it means that whatever feels uncomfortable doesn't mean that you lack talent. It means you lack repetition. So for me, it's business skills. For you, where it is? Is it your health? Is it your fitness? Do you know how to keep your brain focused and productive and not fatigued and a GHD like and you know brain fog. Uh, do you you don't know how to maintain healthy eating habits or you know eating in a certain way, uh, moving in a certain way, uh, maybe going to bed on time or on the time that you know works better for you, uh, maybe building routines around your light exposure, right? Whatever feels unnatural to you again, or maybe meditation, like you hate meditation, and maybe the reason why you hate it is because you haven't practiced it. That's the only reason, even though it has tremendous benefits for your ability to focus, to make better decisions, to for your ability to um, manage your automatic responses to people, to get better at relationships, to get better at managing your stress, right? Maybe the reason why, again, meditation, for example, feels bad is because you haven't done it really. Um, I've been doing it since I was a teenager. I once saw my father doing that and I did some reading. And so since I was like 13, I've been meditating in one form or the other. And that's why it feels, you know, like second nature to me. I I miss meditation when I don't do it. I feel the effects on my brain. Less focused, you know, more reactive instead of giving better response to situations. So the um, takeaway again from all this information is that you want to get good at something and it feels uncomfortable. That's natural. That's completely natural thing that should be happening when you're building new skills. If something feels comfortable and natural to you, that is not a new skill for you. Nothing can feel natural unless you do it repeatedly. That's just the truth of our brain. So you want something to feel comfortable, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. You know, some scientists say um, for a habit, a behavior to feel habitual, you need to repeat it on average for 66 days. It's actually based on research. So some habits will take you as little as 18 days. Some habits will take you as long as 240 days, almost a year. It all depends on many factors, uh, but that's the reality of things. So if something doesn't feel comfortable right away, or even after a few weeks of doing so, then, first of all, you might not be using the best methods to build those pathways. And then I can teach you, by the way, book a call with me and I'm going to teach you just that if you want that completely free. Um, so book that call. The link is in the show notes. Um, so if you want to, again, build a new habit, expect the discomfort to last. It's like, you know, for me, um, eating in a certain way, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like dieting. It doesn't feel like anything. It feels like second nature, like a natural thing I do. Eating healthy, exercising regularly. Natural thing I do, second nature. But that's because I put in years of repetitions. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take you years, but I am saying it's going to take some repetition. 
So just remember that, okay, guys, and be empowered by the fact it feels bad. It's good. It means you're building a new habit and opening up, widening your zone of discomfort. So one day it's going to be your new comfort zone, right? So discomfort, get used to that if you are into personal growth. And speaking of fitness, today I want to briefly give you a guide, Fitness 101 for digital nomads and people working remotely minimum effective dose that every human being needs to do based on the current state of research in order to feel good mentally, physically, and not have negative um, side health side effects. So what is it? Well, number one, it's there is a lot of data that we need about at least 150 minutes, at least meaning you can do more, but 100 50 minutes of cardio exercise when your heart starts pumping faster and when it's harder for you to talk. Not like out of breath completely, but it's harder for you to maintain conversation. And somebody talking to you would hear that you are exercising, you know. If you can have a leisurely conversation, it's not that kind of cardio. It should be a little bit harder to, to talk. So 150 minutes of that a week, that's a recommended amount of cardiovascular exercise. Now you can do my favorite rollerblading. You can do just really fast walking. You can do incline walking. You can do, I don't know, tennis, squash, dancing, whatever that is, just 150 minutes of that or a variation, a combination of that is a goal to shoot for. I personally like to do my rollerblading and just walking really fast. Speaking of walking or also for cardio, I like to use this app, Less Meals On Demand, that an app you download it to your phone, to your laptop, to your tablet, and then I usually connect it to some smart TV and I cast my workouts on that TV and I do things like martial art workouts or dance workouts. So that's another way for me to get those 150 minutes of cardio anywhere. I travel to any destination and my app is always with me. So it's L-E-S-M-I-L-L-S on demand.com. I'm not affiliated, just been using it since pandemic started and never stopped because it's just so much fun, guys. It is fun. Besides those 150 minutes of cardio when it's hard for you to talk, but you're not out of breath. What else is very important is doing resistance training. And that resistance can be your body, your own body weight, or it can be weights that you use in your own home or in, I don't know, some gym, outdoor or indoor. But resistance training to maintain your muscle mass that will diminish with age if you don't work on it. That is another important factor of health and longevity. The amount of lean body mass is highly correlated with the longevity, how long you're going to live and how well you're going to live, basically whether you have diseases of age or not and how they affect you to what degree. So muscle mass is highly correlated with your metabolic health, with your bone density that is highly correlated with, again, your longevity and not dying um, younger than you are supposed to. So strength training, a couple of times per week, there is no real like 
guideline of how much exactly, because it depends like how intense you go, what kind of weights you use, how you do your workouts, right? But there got to be some resistance training. Sometimes people use calisthenics, sometimes there are yoga routines that work a lot with your body weight, making you train muscles, you know, for example, holding certain postures, like maybe playing um or warrior postures for your legs, you know, till it's really like starts burning. There are different workouts. Uh, my routine, three times a week, I go to the gym. I also usually buy some very cheap adjustable dumbbells and barbells to whatever destination I travel to. I got mine in Mexico through Amazon. I got mine in London and basically wherever I go. And they're really cheap, the ones I get just to use also with the same app, Less Meals on Demand. They have strength workouts. So I got those weights and they are perfect for those workouts. And just in case I don't want to go to gym, I don't have time for that, or maybe there is no gym around. So that's what I also use. Uh, three times I go to the gym and I usually have another one of strength workouts with this app. So um, just one more thing. You want to work on all of your muscles with strength, your legs, your arms, your back, your shoulders, everything. So figure out a way to have that kind of workout. And there there are, you know, so many workouts online. You can always find a good program. Another website that I love for that have really well designed, professionally designed with videos, workouts for strength training, bodybuilding.com. They have free workout plans and nutrition plans and they have um, workout plans from beginners to more advanced, and they're really good videos explaining postures, etc. So bodybuilding.com, really good resource. Again, not affiliated, just being like a user for, I don't know, I think like 15 years now. Um, so that and less meals on demand are my two favorite um, apps slash website to use for um, workouts. I'm also a certified personal trainer, but I kind of like somebody else designing those workouts for me. So do your strength training. And a couple of more things that you need to be doing in some form or the other. First, walk 10,000 steps still seem to be a really good number to shoot for when it comes to your, again, amount of walking that you do regularly. Um, I personally do not count steps, but I googled it and it says 10,000 steps is approximately one hour 40 minutes of walking so i just choose a pace that is faster than just you know leisure walking and i do a walk in the morning and sometimes a little bit in the afternoon and at night and i just make sure to accumulate about 140 150 minutes of walking a day also you might be one of those people who might want to purchase walking standing desk right that also can accumulate all of these steps really really fast so whichever way works for you walking is again highly correlated with longevity your health and also your brain performance because your brain highly depends on your activity levels that has to do with your metabolic health that has to do with blood circulation and oxygen levels in your brain movement is very beneficial and required for a, a well functioning high performing brain so 
get those steps in uh, one way or the other, you know, one hour, 40 minutes, shoot for that. And you're going to be in a really good place, especially combined with those other workouts, you know, 150 minutes uh, of cardio, weight training, all of that you can combine, of course, let's say, um, you do, maybe you like running and, um, instead of doing one hour and 40 minutes of walking, you'll get some running and get those 150 minutes of cardio in there, right? Um, it's then harder to kind of count the steps, but maybe use some smartwatch or even your phone that does count your steps in programs like Google Health. So check it out. And the last but not least, what is highly beneficial and seems to be really needed for especially your mental health and your stress levels, stretching. Stretching impacts the stress, the load in your body. There is more and more research coming out confirming that stretching through some direct and indirect mechanism actually affects the level of stress that is in your body, like those stress levels indicators. A stretching also helps to feel better mentally. Again, just recent recent research shows more and more that stretching somehow makes us feel more relaxed and not so stressed no matter what's happening in our life. It starts, it works through some physical mechanism because, you know, we have nervous system connected to our brain everywhere in our body. Our muscles are connected to our brain through nervous systems and probably via a lot of other mechanisms. And so whatever we do in our body, it affects our mental state. It's not just breathing that affects our mental state. It also the way we move. And stretching is a special kind of movement. When you elongate your uh, tissues and your muscles and also this um, elusive or not so well understood tissue that's called fascia that kind of supports in a sac all of our muscles and organs. It's all around our body, right? So stretching influences that and it seems that release of that fascia, stretching of that fascia also helps a lot with mobility, with blood circulation that is super important for your health, uh, for your stress levels, for your mental health, especially if you are already struggling with something like excess anxiety. So stretching, important for your mobility, for blood circulation towards all of your organs and tissues, and also for your mental health. So that's what I would recommend you to do. And as a person who works remotely, especially as a digital nomad, you want to keep those things flexible. So for steps, just keep in mind that one hour, 40 minutes of walking in whichever way, whatever, put it in your day. That can be combined with those 150 minutes of cardio um, that can be done again from home, doing some home workouts that can be done in gym, maybe while you're doing some trekking or some hiking, exploring um local cultures or exploring local nature, right? Uh, 150 minutes of that cardio and then weights, um, figure out the way to do it, to engage all of your muscle groups, either through weights that, again, you can purchase on Amazon and exercise at home, um, or you go to the gym or you use your body weight and look up some body weight um, resistance workouts on YouTube or some other platforms like Less Meals on Demand or bodybuilding.com. 
some of my favorites. And stretching, by the way, Less Meals on Demand, why I love that app so good. They also have yoga and stretching and mobility. They have like everything. So, and even meditation and breathing and also ballet and hip hop dancing. So a lot of stuff there. Very high quality. So stretching, mobility. Again, let's recap your steps your 150 minutes of cardio when it's hard for you to talk, not like I talk to you right now, and your weight training, either your own body weight or um, weights, and stretching. Those four modalities you got to perform regularly if you want to be in your best body, feeling great physically and mentally. And again, it's not just about physical stuff and living longer without diseases. It's also about your mental health because your brain is affected by the way you move a lot, plus blood circulation and oxygen. And a lot of neuroscientists and all kinds of brain researchers really speculate the idea uh, of brain evolved to accommodate movement. So basically, movement comes first, your brain changes based on that, not the other way around. And it would make sense because movement came first, you know, even as singular cell organism, you first move to get your nutrition, for example, or to get light to for photosynthesizing um, organisms. And then based on the movement that you need to perform, your nervous system develops, right? And we human beings, we are those kind of species who can perform such intricate movements. And maybe because of that, we have such a complex brain, more complex than anything else in the universe, they say. And that's it for for today, guys. If you have any questions about all these uh, training modalities, reach out with questions. Instagram is the best way. There is a link in the show notes for my Instagram. So in DMs, I'm really fast to reply. What else? As we talk at the beginning of the episode, if you want me to walk you through building a new habit or maybe some nutrition balance, nutrition basics for person who travels around the world, or maybe you never had this nutrition education in the first place, like a lot of my clients don't. We just don't have nutrition education in our system. That's the bottom of it. Um, so if you need some advice on nutrition, I am a nutritionist. Please also book the call. It is the first link in the show notes. If you are someone who are into high performance and you want to really nail it, all of your lifestyle and productivity, brain productivity habits, and you're not struggling financially, please do reach out for coaching. And you do that again by scheduling the call or DMing me on Instagram, whatever works best for you. And there is also a book that I released with all of the, the foundational habits in nutrition, lifestyle, and brain performance, Feed and Focus Brain Body Manual for Remote Pros and Digital Nomads. Check that out. It's also in the show notes. And for the next three days, stay tuned for awesome stories for digital nomads and remote pros, uh, all about lifestyle, productivity, struggles, tools, and hugs. Amazing stories. going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. And until next time. As usual, eat better daily.